2: Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Now, in our sixth season, looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club every week on video and audio. I'm Richard Woodward, and on the weekend where Project Big Picture started coming into view, I'm joined by two artists of podcasting, the Constable and Gainsborough of the Blue Monday team, you might say, David Diamond and Joe Fairs. Guys, how are we doing? Dave, you're looking pretty. That introduction's worked for you, is not it? I'm.
3: Yeah, like I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I sort of. I think I got I had, I had, all those years ago, like GCSE grade one art. So, I'm, yeah, it was quite good. I remember doing a very much a rip off um, uh, John Constable, very, very, very rip off of uh, oh, Flatford Mill for sure. Yeah, nice pencil drawing I seem to remember. So, Lovely yeah, stuff. Yeah, yes, man. Yeah. Any rip off? you see yourself as a Gain- yeah. uh, Thomas Gainsborough for there, John. Um, yes. Brilliant.
4: Is he the dot? Is he the dot man? I can't remember. He's from Sudbury, isn't he, Gainsborough? He's from Sudbury. That's as much yeah,
5: that's well, as that's as far as. local.
3: Both local. Yeah. yeah exactly. Wikipedia. That's a, culture.
2: culture. Exactly right. Culture, culture. vulture. Finchie, culture Club. Finchie reads a book a week, so. Um, um, all right, we've got off to a cracking start with office quote in there straight away, um, and some yeah, and some painters as well. So um, um, we've got plenty of stuff to talk about, guys. Um, and i alluded to it in the intro as well um should we start with this um, cuz then we can get it out of the way and not talk about it um until it kicks off all next week um so for those of you who haven't been on twitter in the last 24 hours at the point this goes um out project big picture is um a name given whenever something is given a project name you're always slightly worried about it um a proposal um Devised by Liverpool and Man United, it's kind of like upstairs and downstairs, where you kind of grab a clue and then go upstairs. No, um, um, but with kind of football league backing in the name of Rick Parry, um, who obviously was involved in the breakaway of the Premier League back in the day in '92 as well. So he's kind of, he's got history here. Um, what this would mean is is the kind of bailout that the EFL is looking to support, the kind of COVID, um, cash flow issues would happen. Um, Also some other bits and pieces, Um, football league clubs would take a 25% of future Premier League TV deals, end of parachute payments, but the Premier League would shrink to 18 places, the the Carabao Cup would go away Um, and moreover you kind of get this cabal of the nine longest serving top tier Mm -hmm. teams getting preferential votes and basically having the power of veto to do all kinds of stuff. Um, Gentlemen, are you happy to get a little bit of the Premier League gravy train money so that Marcus doesn't have to dip in his hand in his pocket too much? Um, Or does this worry you like it's worrying quite a lot of people? Who wants to go first? Joe? Yeah, yeah, personally, I don't really care how much Evans has to dip into his pocket. It's a
4: purely selfish thing from an point of view. But the reality is that EFL is in a perilous financial state because of because of covid and the fact fans can't get into grounds like evans has spoken that it's going to cost us what do you say about 10 million pounds for the season in extra costs and most clubs just simply cannot stomach any anything like that and i know ours is more than what others will be but it is a case that something does need to happen and it seems like the figures in the in this proposal are the right figures, the figures that are needed, the 250 million, the the ongoing commitment to 25%, which is a hell of a lot more than what the EFL is getting currently. And it means that the, the Premier League is very good at negotiating its TV deals and the EFL will be able to take a significant part of that. And so I think all this stuff is the right thing, but, and dropping down to 18, well, that is in line with a lot of the other top European leagues. Personally, I'd rather keep it to twenty, but it's not a huge deal. Dropping to eighteen, is it? I, I don't think the playoff situation. It does make it harder to get up to it, but like you've mentioned, the big thing is this nine clubs who are able to have a veto on everything. And only ownerships as nine well. I need to fight, isn't it? So only only six of those nine clubs need to agree as well, which means that the big six, as they are now, of Liverpool, Man United, Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea and Tottenham can just ride roughshod over everyone where I I don't really understand why with all this going on why they need to take the power as well and it's just it's just a case of them just trying to I don't know it just seems that a team like Man City especially forget that they've spent probably as many years in EFL as they have in the Premier League since the Premier League was formed and it's like they want to stop the music when they're sitting down on the chair and so no team can ever catch them up and there's a lot of talk I'd say it might be unsubstantiated but when Newcastle were trying to get this takeover through with the Saudis and like I say Saudi Arabia does have huge issues with regards to human rights abuses and without but without getting too political on this we've got a government in the country at the moment who are happy to deal with the Saudi Arabian government they're happy to sell them arms well if if the if the government is happy to deal with them why can't why can't they buy a football club here if that make if that makes sense but from what was said by Newcastle fans, it seems as though Tottenham and Liverpool were putting a lot of pressure on the Premier League to not make a decision because basically they don't want another sovereign wealth fund to own a football club because it's just one more sort of one more mouth in the trough effectively, which means wages get pushed up and they lose out so the fact that they're doing that before this is already in place potentially makes you think that it is just a total anti-competitiveness yeah. they want to cement their place at the top of the table forever mm-hmm. and i don't know especially it seems Man United and liverpool which are leading it who are american-owned franchise activists. kind of models and
2: stuff isn't well yeah
4: they, they just don't like say it's just the american well, model isn't it
3: wasn't so, no, i understand it it was actually proposed by john henry wasn't it a Fenway Group the Liverpool owner, I think he was the actual instigator of it. And I think I've, I've read somewhere that this goes back like three seasons to like, it was first sort of mooted in right way back in like 2017, apparently. Um, they don't like the fact
4: that they think that they bring in more value to the premier league than other clubs. And they should be getting, they don't like the fact that the foreign TV rights are shared equally. No, they and, don't. Uh,
3: I don't know who the nine are going to be. So, it's obviously those 06, well, it's can... Everton, it's and yeah. Everton who have never, been, have never been really. Is it? Re- no way. Yeah, Is it seriously? Yeah. Oh, for goodness sake. Really? Yeah. Southampton? Seriously? Yeah. I guess it would be. Yeah, of They've course. just been up there for years, haven't they? I think well, it's, I they're the three longest serving Oh, my clubs. God. They've done their best wow.
2: to, to try and get out of it, though. But, yeah, it's, 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 as, as Joe I'll says it. I tell
3: what, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have that. West Ham, yeah, okay. Yeah. They've been, yeah, sort of, but, yeah, mid... mid would be down, but Southampton, Christ, yeah. Mm. I mean, I was just thinking yeah, about Leicester like aren't in there, and they won the league a few years ago. I mean, yeah, I mean, conceivable I mean, that'd be odd this year. If say, for instance, Man U look, look really got relegated. Everton, well, Everton are going to be there. anyway but Man U gets relegated or something like, just. Yeah, look, and the money needed to filter down. I also saw there's like a, some gift to the like 100 million to the football association as well.
2: Yeah, I can. So under the under the kind of Actually, the, the structure has lost of
4: that load of money on COVID, and yeah. they're paying them that effectively. Yeah. they're buying English football from the FA. Exactly. And right they're, they're buying doing. they're buying the EFL in the Premier so, League. So the, yeah, the, yeah the Premier
3: League, the Premier the, the, the initial Premier League agreement, which is I think it essentially the structure, been in place since obviously 92. You can just Forget about it, rip that up and forget about it. I mean...
2: Acrimonious at the time as well, isn't it, Dave, Yeah, it? I mean,
3: look, something had to happen and money had to filter down, but yeah, I think there's quite a. It'll be, be an interesting week. The, I and think the five pretty... clubs that drove the breakaway Man United, Liverpool, Everton, yeah. Spurs,
4: Arsenal, those five are now. and. And
2: Rick Parry. Five and... Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, just, to, just to confirm the monies here. Um, so the Premier League would give the EFL the 250 million bailout requested, the money would be advanced. Drawn from a new arrangement in which the e f l would collectively negotiate their broadcast deals with the Premier League, as Joe says from that money, the first hundred million would be given to the f a fifty five million of it would cover the governing body's own coronavirus losses. The remaining money would be distributed between the competitions with the e f l taking a quarter share um but it has to be said. Um, The Premier League, the rest of the Premier League, have been pretty scathing so far. And of Rick Mm Parry's involvement, the government have already got involved as well. (laughs) And the EFL, I think, are the bits of the EFL. So this is going to rumble on, isn't
3: it? I mean, it might might knock Brexit off the um, second second headline of the news, probably. Yes.
2: I just don't
4: understand how, when at the moment it's one one vote, one club, and you need 14 votes to pass anything, how are you going to get 14 clubs to vote for something which basically gives nine teams total power over everything? Yeah. Where are these extra five
3: clubs going to come from to vote for it? Yep. Well, and also the play- the playoff structure that I also read is going back to what it was in the early days of the playoffs where I think the 16th, yeah, 16th Premier League club team. plays off against... the. Uh, yeah. Third, well, we, felt, we felt we failed, didn't we, against Charlton in eighty-seven? Was it? Yeah, first, yeah, well, first it, year of the playoffs.
2: It's kind of claiming that it's going to kind of narrow that gap a little bit, but yeah, we shall see. Let's let's go back to Ipswich Town, guys, because as I say, we this will be coming up again, I'm sure, in future points. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to find a segue into this, but I I just can't. Um, Dave, um, basically, into coin uh, to borrow a Harry Redknapp phrase, um, we are down to the bare bones. Of our midfield. Colescoose out for three to four months. Flynn Downs now out for two to three months. I mean, these are Ipswich estimates. So let's maybe add another month on for good luck. Um, John Nolan rested as a precaution yesterday. We already know about um, Norwood and Ward and plenty of others. Um,
3: Vincent, the lesser Vincent spotted. Yeah, we've got questions. I mean, tonight. I mean, Nolan's Nolan's a case in point. So I generally think perhaps that was given, given the you know, the skews and obviously long, reasonably long term um, downs, reasonably long term. I can hopefully, yeah, it was just a knock to Nolan. What is it, calf strain or something like that? Slight said, calf yeah. strain. And yeah, you, you'd think perhaps not, um you know, he will be fit for um, he will be fit for accrington Well, to be in the squad now, thinking what happened. Spoiler alert! What happened yesterday, but um, yeah, it's the same old thing. I mean, Skews wasn't—I don't know. I don't think uh, Skews has apparently Skews picked that up pre or in the Cambridge game or pre the Cambridge Just game. I think, it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, he hasn't figured. So um, okay, Downs, yeah, Downs is a loss. I mean, and, and tough for the lad, really, because who knows? Late in the day, Palace may well uh, have come back with a, with, with a, some sort of decent bid. Unlike, he hasn't been playing. Maybe unlikely, but. I mean that would I thought would keep him uh, will certainly keep him here at least till he's till he's fit. So um, yeah, again, I don't know. It's, it's just it's the curse continues to strike, doesn't it? As long as we keep Ward, winning, though. Ward but... doesn't see. And Ward, I mean Ward, who who at first who we all said sitting here I say with um, Mikey and Craig last week and we'd do, he'd be moaning the fact, oh yeah, Ward, what were you we going to do? Um, he's again doesn't seem too bad. In fact, he looked he looked quite chirpy. He was summarising for the republic of ireland midweek he was summarizing in oh, okay. the studio and my son did say dad, dad come quickly then um, um stephen ward summarized and i think it's did cr- the story. norwood story, i think it's i think his crutches behind it. <laughs> but um, but um so he doesn't look too bad so hopefully yeah you'd think that yeah you know um ward and nolan would be a matter of days weeks odd you know two weeks rather than Heading into months but yeah, it's not good again, is it? Fingers not crossed, because we've got Saturday, yeah.
2: Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday's coming up. Quite coming season, up, yeah, as yeah, so.
3: from next week, yeah. Yep. Yeah,
2: um, Joe, we we talked about um, me and Craig did the um, live show after Gillingham, but I wanted to, keep, given your kind of involvement with the academy Twitter account and um, your just general knowledge and football manager researching and stuff like that, i just wanted to draw a few names that you are, who made their debuts or came off the bench. Um, uh, Elkham Baggett is obviously the big name He made his Indonesian under-19 debut today. Um, have yep. you, do you know much about him? I guess you do, a little bit.
4: Yeah, well, um, so most of what you sort of know has been in the paper recently, where he's sort of born in Bangkok to, I think, an Indonesian father and English mother or the other way around, lived out there till he was 12 or 13, and then... Subsequently moved over here, but has stayed representing them. And I think I think it was Craig who sent round a stat that the average height for an Indonesian male is like five foot six, and he's six foot five. <laughs> but he's a big, big, tall, left-footed centre half who has been basically. He, it was his first year full time last year, and then since he's come back this year, he's gone into the under twenty threes. So there's only two or three other players that have That's done that. So even even without the. Um, even without the international recognition, he was one that was kicking on at the same, he's the same age as Liam Gibbs and he's sort of an under 23s player now rather than under 18s, but he's, he's looked good. He's, he's, he's bulked up. He's strong. He uses his body well. And i would say he's he's six foot five and, and with a nice left foot, he can pass the ball about. So it's, it's, you've, you've got a lot of physical advantages going for you already, which if you're six foot one, as opposed to six foot four, six foot five, you'd maybe not get, you Maybe don't get pushed on as quickly, but he's 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 looking good and he's he's had a good he's had a good start to the season mm-hmm. sort of all through pre season
3: yeah how fun. on earth did he how on earth did he end up here i mean presumably he moved over to his parents the local wish i presume yeah
4: i, I presume so yeah I, I couldn't i couldn't tell you for definite mm-hmm.
3: but That's he's it. obviously I've never,
4: on instagram and things like that <laughs>
3: i've never heard of him never heard never registered with me until until suddenly yeah there was talk of him being in the squad for the game and then yeah like i did a Sort of, um wiki on him and bloody hell yeah he was a kid you know amazing
2: what's his potential ability five-star rating in uh full manager 21 joke and any spoilers um i don't know but i did
3: i was obviously
4: clever because i i rated him as our best under 18 center back last year as a first year so i'd obviously seen something in him at that point but it's, it's difficult this year because you're just not seeing much of the mm. 18s or 23s at all i saw a Few of the pre-season games you could get to because they were at local non-league grounds, but now everything is just behind closed doors, which is a pain.
2: Um, other other full debuts, I think it was. I think we've seen bits and pieces of Liam Gibbs and obviously Tori Simpson as well. who we played at Blackpool, came off the bench, I think, in the league game earlier in the year. Um, Ross Crane as well, who signed from Bury in the in the summer. Um, Zander Saziba and Alan Viral. Um, any any. Kind of pointers or insights you want to give us on those guys, Joe? Well,
4: Ross Crane—he'd been at the academy as a youngster because I've seen him play for our under-eighteens before. I think he was at Colchester as well. I think he was at Colchester, then he was at Ipswich, then he went to Sudbury, which was—I don't know if it still is. Cause I think the, cl- the club and then may have fallen out a bit, but it was effectively our reserve academy where we sent the four or five players that didn't quite get a scholarship here. We'd go to Sudbury and we'd give them a bit of coaching there. So, but in his first year as a under 17, I suppose, at Sudbury, he played 25, 30 games, and then did the same at Bury last season, he transferred to Bury and played another 24, so he's played 50, 60 games of men's football before coming here now, but yeah, he's, so he's an under 19, and that's a, that's a hell of a lot of football to have played in in um, men's football, so that's really pushed him on, Xander, so Sizi, missed all of last season basically with a back injury but he was he was really highly rated as a youngster at Spurs and I think it was one of those ones where when he was on trial here as an under sort of 16 before he signed a scholarship but sort of one when I tweeted it there was quite a lot of interest in it because he was one that had been tipped quite highly at Spurs so the fact he's missed all of last season and is now an under 18 sort of straight back and he's one of the ones that's pushed onto the first team indicates he's done well and one of my friends went to Walsham on Wednesday night and said he just absolutely ran the a show there on, on the Wednesday sort of best he'd ever seen him so whether that 30 seconds of first team involvement have really sort of given him a confidence boost but he's yeah one one to watch uh, Alan, Alan Viral is a first year pro or third year scholar whichever whichever dearly signed but is another one that came over from the same place as El Mazzoni and Lunas Foodle. So he's he's played all over the place. He's played a lot of right back last season, but he's sort of come in as a sort of box to box midfield, a good presser of the ball and good on it and popping up a few goals. So he's another one that's sort of regular for the 23s at the moment.
2: I think he cycled to the ground and parked his bike outside Portman Road, which caught I a few hope people. so. I really hope so. Off guard. Did. I it's think that was. Like
3: that's like old school when he used to in like the 50s. And, you know, I so imagine him outside sort of just unclipping his bicycle clips and sort of. You know, just slaughtering in the ground. That's fantastic. That's Did different. I see um, one of the lads actually went to lowest off this week, Joe? Was it Ando or something?
4: Yeah, yeah Levi Ando went he scored a good goal against Walsham on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. center half. He's one that is sort of I think he'd been at Worcester City and was on trial here, right. but he's he's Dutch and he's went to university in Canada for a term and had played a really strange path, led him here, but he's yeah, he's 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 over here now and Gone to Lowestoft, where Colin Opong is at Lowestoft, who scored for them yesterday. I think he was man of the match game four, scored yesterday. Conor O'Reilly is at Berry. Kai Brown and Bailey Clements are at Dagenham. Brown started yesterday, and I think he played well as they, they won. They were on BT Sport yesterday. Um, Adam Beck is at Braintree. There's, there's a few out there, but it's sort of trying to keep tracks of them. So if, if anyone does hear any players going alone, just drop me a message, because it's about, hard to stay on top what, of. Listen, what happens to the highly rated lad, that Dylan Crowe he 's still there he's, he, was he, the he was on the bench on the yeah. but um he just hasn 't really he, he again he 's one that 's missed the whole season with injury. He took a long time to sign his deal, and it seemed that there was a lot of back and forth on that and then he signed his deal and then basically missed the whole season and he 's just he 's not really got going again since but whether whether he will get going again, hope hopefully he will because he 's got a, a lot of attributes, but he 's now a second year pro and it 's a bit of a you sort of start running out of time once you get to that age.
3: Yeah, because he was linked. Was he not linked with Arsenal and all sorts of clubs, wasn't he? I yeah, when well, he was in the so England youth Setup well. and Went to
4: the went to the Euros. You had, but it was like Bayern Munich or PSG or <laughs> some real big teams. But I think or Benfica as well, maybe I think. But there was a lot of there was a lot of paper talk about it. I think, and it's just being an England youth international, you do. Because their, their talent ID is quite good, generally at the younger age groups. That if you're in those squads, you're generally pretty highly rated. And when you see some of the players, he was in the under 17s team with that are coming through now. You, you sort of think, well, you, you've obviously got something about you to be to have yeah. been in that, been in those squads.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm. Let's um, that's really useful insights, John. Uh, yeah, certainly. Um, if any um, anyone spots any loan deals, then um, I itfc underscore academy, Joe. Yep. Um, Dave, just to finish, I mean, I'm not sure there's a huge amount to analyse on this stuff. Bit of news for you. Paul Lambert, manager of the month for September, doesn't factor in the MK Dons performance and draw, um, yeah. but doesn't visualise anybody coming in here in terms of the transfer deadline that we have in, in England that closes on Friday.
3: 16th, isn't it? Yeah and, um,
2: yeah. and Ipswich Town women won 10-0 today against Cambridge United. Yeah. Getting their HMS Piss the League campaign off to a great in start.
3: There. I think, did he not win it? Did He He won it this time last year, didn't he? Was it November time? Was it perhaps oh, I think before it was, or after? I think South it was End? either
4: September again, I
3: think it was, it was last it September year. September again. I, had him sort of, I think Southend, I'm having, is like the last game in October. We When was it? Accrington game was that before then or that after was,
4: mm, yeah that was October.
3: October wasn't it yeah okay yeah oh yeah I know he'd won it this time last year so yeah probably deserved yeah when I heard I thought well hang on you know Hull and um, Hull and sort of Lincoln had sort of perfect records but yeah fair play and um, obviously the curse spoiler alert didn't strike mm.
2: let's go there let's go to Blackpool and, and discuss um, what happened so um, uh, Ipswich I'm beating in the league will be off the back of that draw against MK Don's third we dropped down to two points off top spots. Um, last time out at Blackpool, I mentioned it before. Um, lovely sunny day when we arrived. Pissed it down with rain when we uh, when we left. Mm. Uh, last minute defeat from a is um, it Liam Feeney? I think it was Liam crossed Cross yeah. for um, for a header and um, yeah, stole the points. Um, but Blackpool, a um, lot of signings. Neil Critchley in from uh, I think he's a, a youth coach from Liverpool. Um, one win in the league, otherwise defeats in all other competitions and all other fixtures. They went into the game third from bottom. And I guess in terms of the line three changes for which cannot comes in unsurprisingly. Left-back, Hughes for Nolan, we mentioned that as well. Uh, judging for Sears, that was apparently Sears being rotated or given a bit of a rest. Um, the big news for Blackpool, um, Luke Garbutt in at left-back. And Grant Ward, you can still find him. Another ex itsc took up a position in their midfield. Both teams playing 4 3 threes. Um Any exciting insights on the lineups, guys? I guess Ken Bennett's on the bench, um, but clearly that bench lacking central midfield options. Um, but yeah, Bennett of.
3: Uh, and and was is on the bench. Wasn't yeah, he it? was. Yeah,
2: along with Wolfenden as well. Um,
3: yeah, I guess th- L- little, sorry, little mm. bit surprised perhaps. Dobră didn't figure.
2: Yeah, he, he played well on um, on. Wednesday not, was it Wednesday? I'm trying to remember.
3: Yeah, yeah he did. Some, Just there's some talk of him being linked out. Crawley, so, isn't so it, cra- Crawley,
4: isn't yep. it, Joe? No, Crawley, isn't it? Yeah. Alan Nixon in the sun says.
3: Ah oh, well. Crawley <laughs> on <laughs> no, live. Done deal. Done deal. Yeah. Um,
2: I've kind of um, grouped. We've got. I've, I've kind of tried to intersperse, intersperse, some questions as we go as well. There's kind of three kind of things that are kind of observations I had from yesterday, guys, and we'll kind of go through them as um, one by one. It was. It was a. Uh, I mean, 4-1 um, result, um, but very much... I, I just wanted to get your thoughts whether Ipswich were just super-efficient counter-attacking or ruthless when the chances presented themselves at the right time. Four shots on target and four goals. Um, XG, I know that there are not too many fans of XG um, listening, but XG was 0.8 v 0.8, as in it should have been a draw on XG, which I know it's all about... Um, there are other stats as a better benchmark. 47% possession overall as well. Only one shot inside the box, four out of um, What happened yesterday to to make that scoreline happen for you? I
3: think you're right. I think you sort of nailed it, really. I think they were just clinical, really. You know, they played on the break. They were, you know, Blackpool lumped a lot forward, didn't they? And again, I thought our central defenders did, did pretty well yesterday. Again, Wilson and and, and didn't really have a lot else, did they, particularly? Yeah, but some of the ball, but not not much, I didn't think. And I just think we were very, very clinical. Um, mm. I mean, you'll perhaps get to the chance. I can remember us missing one chance. Well, we only four four shots on target, but one sort of fairly obvious chance. And even then, perhaps a half shout for a penalty. Is that the Hawkins? Um, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Shame, because again, I thought he did really well again mm. when he was on. I thought he did ever so well again. Um, it just, just suited us. And I've got to say, a big shout perhaps for judge as well yesterday was i thought pretty uh, pretty decent pretty efficient but um, yeah i think we were just more clinical funny enough i think i said um so i um <laughs> we got it through the smart tv sort of i'm sure we can get it through it's got a smart tv but um, made a mistake with bbc lancashire um commentary and then ah. someone said on the forum on the twt forum that you can when you when you access it like that you can perhaps press for like away commentary that was all too much for me. Anyway, well, I quite enjoyed listening to BBC um, Radio Lancashire. They had um, the commentator was someone called Chizzy. I assume his name was Chisnell, don't quite know who that was. But it was Brett Ormrod who was... Brett, yeah, oh, she, wow. Brett Ormrod was summarising. And they were very... Um, yeah, they were really complimentary. They missed yeah. the second yeah. goal, yeah, didn't they? Really... Yeah, sorry?
2: Did they miss the second goal? They thought um, it was a goal kit,
3: Yeah, second goal. They thought the ball had gone sort inside net and in one of those ones where it hits, hits the ball behind the goal. And sort of ripples the net from behind the goal, sort of thing. Oh dear! He didn't clear that up for about 20 seconds, so I think mean, it was a bit odd because he was saying this as the town players were celebrating, which was really disconcerting. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was that was all good fun. But they were they were yeah very very complimentary, or pretty pretty harsh on Blackpool, but yeah very complimentary about us, particularly. Well, they loved absolutely loved Edwards. Yeah. Well,
2: let's go through the goals then, because. Um... We've got a question for for Dave. I guess you can both answer it, which is um, from Andrew at, at Run Fat Boy Run. Um Does Chamber Strike class as a Thunderbastard or are we not quite at that level better, yet? I
3: think you better describe the guard. I mean, this is... It deserves, it deserves... It's a
2: lovely it's move, though, isn't it? I mean, it, it starts with patient build-up at the back, doesn't it? And,
4: yeah. is it me, is it? Yeah, go
2: for it, Joe. Yeah,
4: Yeah, patient, patient build-up at the back, sort of back and forth. And then, again, it sort of goes into Dezel. And again, he's the one that sort of... Kicks a move into life by firing a pass into Hawkins' feet. right touch, but Hawkins' two men around him, no real right to hold it up like he does. Holds it up just long enough to allow sort of Edwards to get past him. Rolls it into Hughes. Hughes plays it to Ed Edwards, and he just absolutely burns their fullback, who did not have the best game up against Edwards. I think he'd be having nightmares about yeah. it for the, Gabriel. the Forest, he? Yeah, the rest balls. of the week and Edwards just flies past him and then just lifts the ball across into the box and. In, in at the back post, sort of edge of the box, comes Luke Chambers. And it sits up really nicely to hit. his eyes. But it's one of those ones that would have been very, very easy to hammer over the bar. But he, he hits it beautifully. Really, really well controlled and just flies past the keeper. It's a great goal.
3: Yeah, I've got to say. Great technique. absolutely. Yes. Joe's right. So good technique to get on top of the bounce. So you, the ball bounces and, you know, fairly wet surface, it seemed to me. And, you know, so he has to stay on top of that. It was really, really top. You fair play, brilliant technique and absolutely Absolutely buried it. Yeah. Yeah yeah, I didn't go barring in, so I can't give it a thunder bastard. Okay. It's it's yeah, part way there. I don't a, think absolutely you could hit one of
4: those as a thunder
3: bastard because if you'd have tried to thunder
4: bastard one of those you'd have put it over.
3: Exactly. Okay. So it was it was almost a controlled strike. Really, really good finish. Just what? I could not really believe what I was seeing, you know. I thought surely hang on, was that Bishop? No. Chambers, <laughs> what? No, a great goal. And um yeah, brilliant, brilliant goal.
2: To steal Andy Warren's description of him, the Kettering Cafu. We'll go with We'll, we'll nick that one. Um, <laughs> and um, and and Edwards, Dave, is um, having gotten himself an assist. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, this, this is was, a really tidy this, finish, isn't it?
3: This was good again. This was good from Kenlock. Because Kenlock mm. comes off the left and bursts through as a run. OK, challenge. But again, class from Bishop. You know, just ball comes to Bishop. First time ball um, left to Edwards. And this time he just doesn't piss about. He just cuts inside and it early, doesn't
5: he? Yeah, and, 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 I think, and yeah, I Hawkins I evolved as well. The,
3: yeah, yeah, this is what I think um, catches the BBC Lancashire out because um, again, he sort of hits it quite early. Probably Maxwell a bit, uh, probably probably a little bit unsighted as the ball flies in his near post. But yeah, it's just just direct, wasn't it? Direct, that's what we were yesterday, I thought, direct, which was good. Yeah, yeah crossfield
2: very... passes were working ah. out, and tree weren't they? And we'll talk about one in a second for that one, ah. uh, for the fourth, um, and then um, Joe Bishop, um, and and you know. We've we've seen a few of these dribbles, haven't we? Just, um, just quickly, oh, the, yeah, yeah.
3: The, the, just just between that was the Hawkins' chance, wasn't it? When yeah, again Bishop does and really well, nudging great the back in. a
2: little bit. I
3: think he yeah. was a shame, really, shame he didn't bury. Because you know, last two or three games, he deserved a goal probably just for his general play, hasn't
2: yeah, he? Yeah, and there's the dummy, the build-up to so that. You know, he lets the Bishop pass, yeah, pass yeah, him does, and, yeah. and go through to Edwards, um, and there's kind of. I watched this goal back a few times because it looked like they're in a foul, but I think it's—I think the Blackpool left back just it, just falls over, doesn't he? I think and goes looking for it. a um, midfielder coming back, isn't it? And I think—is it? Okay.
4: Anderson. It's it's a lot of a lot of times you do just get blown up because Judge does leave a bit of a lazy leg in there, doesn't he? And yeah. a lot of times you give the ref a chance to make it, and he often does where he doesn't actually touch him, but like you wouldn't be surprised to see it given, but Judge like Davison putting a really good shift down that right-hand side, positionally actually showed a lot of discipline yeah, at held once, it, which he, he held doesn't it. do, worked really hard, won the ball yeah. back a lot. So, yep. sort of some reward there. And Bishop just picks up the ball and just runs straight at the goal. And I love the way he just he just sends that defender one way then the other, without really touching the ball a lot, just his body drops, shape and stuff like drops that. drops his shoulder, dropping drops it his this shoulder, way. It looks classic. like he's
3: up. looks like he's going
4: to go past him and then just takes that touch inside and as it opens up just just passes it into the bottom corner left foot and it is a brilliant brilliant goal like like Teddy Bishop like he has started the season in front of goal like say I think he had one goal in like 90 odd games before and now he's got three and five in the league and it was just a such a cool composed finish just unsavable look starts the ball outside the
3: post doesn't he and good for Bishop, because he struggled yeah. before, didn't he? he really did struggle He you think, oh, you know, OK, he's got his goals. He's got his two goals already this season, but he thought, is he quite at it? But, yeah, it's just, what a goal. What a class goal.
2: And the goals came at really good times. We didn't start the best, but Blackpool didn't really put us under a huge amount of pressure. But 60 minutes, 36 minutes, 45, we're kind of punctuating that first half. Yeah, one just before half-time. It was. Really a, yeah. But why yeah. we
4: didn't start the well, I think it was quite obvious the way... Because they they they're trying to play like Liverpool play, don't they? That basically they're setting up, their managers trying to set them up in that four three three. And their full backs can't defend. Gabriel had an awful game at the back and Garbert we know he can't defend and we just started as soon as we sort of started pushing the ball, the diagonal balls, Wilson hit a couple of lovely ones, NTR hit one, obviously there's another one coming up later. Holy. even the second goal is from a Holy kick to Kenlock, which wins the header and we just attacked their full backs and just got in behind them time and time again.
2: Yep. There's, I mean, it wouldn't be Ipswich without a little bit of nerves, Dave. You know, the goal from Medin had, had yeah, come from... They bit, started the was, second half a little bit better, didn't they?
3: Yeah, I was getting a bit eggy about it, really. I think I said on the WhatsApp that, yeah, just sit, keep this tight, first 15, and then just see it out comfortably. And, yeah, there was a couple, I had a couple of chances before then, but... Yeah, it's a bit of a scrappy one. For the, I think the best thing the fullback did all day was put half decent ball in, and we just did quite for once. For once, neither NCR or Wilson got their head or boot to it because they were outstanding all day, and it just felt a Medina. You point blank couldn't really miss really. Yeah. And you, then you think, oh, you know. But then we seem to step it up immediately after that with that really quite a good move, I think. Jacks, the kind of right, then, yeah, yeah, which ended with Edwards just putting it putting it wide. So we see, we see, we seem to. Oh, hang on a minute, almost stung us into. Into, into action again, so oh, we always yeah. looked like we had a little bit. But then, you know, Ken Locks picked up a yellow card. Dazelle was picking up yellow cards. Oh, here we go! You know, this this could end. You know, we could end with ten again, like we did. You know, the week before. So um, fortunately, we saw saw it through that 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 sort of semi little sticky period. I suppose. Yeah.
2: Neil Rimmer, who was the um, summariser for Suffolk. Yeah. Um, wow. Also said that we kind of, you know, we needed to raise our game and we considered yeah. that goal because cause we should be comfortable at that point, you know, three 0 at half time, and and but, um, it's switch, what what a switch of play here I mean, from I, Chamberlain. I, I, hey?
3: Well, I just. <laughs>
2: Oh, what a touch Edwards as well. Because,
3: you know, it's, well. it, you know, it's eye-follow, so you're not really seeing, you know, sort of, it's, it's the is so, following the ball across, so you're not seeing the wide picture. And no, oh, Christ, he's put that out. But my God, what a ball. What a touch. Yeah, a touch from Edwards was just, just sublime. I mean, this is what got Lancashire, sort of, the, the, the commentary sort of drooling over it. Um, and he just takes it first time. It's such, again, that's great technique. And just, he's aggressive as he drives for the box, cuts inside on his right foot. And again, Really hits it hard and low, and Maxwell before Maxwell can set himself, you want to say that anyway. But absolutely, what a performance! I mean, Edwards, what a performance! Mm. You know, Christ almighty. And down the yeah, left hand
2: side as well that we. And,
3: and I, I've got to say, I sat here last week with Mike and Craig, and I think myself and Craig both said. Well, you know, yeah, OK, I'm, you know, we, we went what we went through last year with the international break and missing games and stuff. And we both said, you could do without Blackpool away, you know, Ward's out. Downs we didn't know about, obviously, how long at the time, but we knew Ward was going to be out. And, and Kenlock had struggled against MK and it had been brilliant. And you think know, oh, but it's it's football, isn't it? Really, really strange sometimes.
5: Mm-hmm. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely.
2: The next kind of talking point that I had for you is kind of a, is a related point here, and it's interesting you mentioned the the, the link to Liverpool for Blackpool. Um, yeah. Is is the fact that none of our strikers have have yet scored, and it's interesting actually the top three or well, the top scorers in League One at the moment are all are all wingers. It's George Grant, Jordan Graham and now Guion Edwards. <laughs> um, we've got Bishop three and five, as Joe's mentioned. Um, Hawkins is isolated, but but working hard. But how how important is it at the moment that our strikers are scoring and let me ask you this question, Joe. Um, FBR Tractor, um, given we're playing a League One version of Liverpool's formation, should we be surprised that the centre forward scores fewer goals than the wide forwards? Um,
4: I, 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 I meant to look at the stats on this, but I'm sure the year that Hawkins played a lot at Pompey, so not last year, the year before, as a team, I think they, they went to the final of the Checker Trade. And they, but I think as a team, they scored over a hundred goals. He was their main striker, started like thirty-five games, scored about seven goals in that. Because all their goals came from sort of Curtis and people on the wings. And yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna bring players into the game, then obviously the striker does need to pop up with some goals. And you can't keep missing decent chances, which unfortunately he has done so far. Then I say it it doesn't really matter who scores the goals as long. Be, the, the difference we have this year is we get we are getting men in the box, aren't we? And that is what we haven't done in previous years. You see it. Edwards is getting in the box. Ooh. Bishop's getting in the box. Chambers. Nolan <laughs> has been getting in the box. Chambers. But Chambers has always had a goal in him when he's played right back. Because yeah. he's always one that has pushed up and things. So, I'd say, if, if you're getting men up there, obviously it's nice for the strikers to score. But, ultimately, it's if your job is to bring people into play, which he has done, sort of, brilliantly over the last few games, then no one's going to care if he's scoring or not.
3: And I think the pressure's really not on him so much, because we knew what we were getting. Okay, we signed him, and he's not a he's not 15-20 goal. I think it would be more concerned if Norwood had played five, six games and hadn't scored. All right, perhaps we'd be playing slightly differently. He wouldn't be the actual that sort of focal point of a striker, but you know, as, as as Joe just said, probably played as he said played 35 game season before last, scored seven goals. So he's not prolific, but I think he's been outstanding since he's been in the side. Really led the line brilliantly, and yep. exactly what we missed, what we didn't have last season.
2: Holds the ball up as well, doesn't he? Really yeah. well. really good. I mean, good Jackson had a couple of moments, didn't he, when he came off the bench.
3: And, and again, you know, no, he did. And again, you know, this it football's a funny thing because, you know, Drillen started drying and Drinan started, you know, against Wigan really, really well and decent games. Oh, no, you know, we're, yeah, he's out, we're going to miss him. It's, it's odd football how how sometimes you just stumble across these. Well, no, you know, he's always perhaps going to play Hawkins, but you sometimes stumble across these formations because injury or suspensions just necessitate it. But, but also, whatever we're playing at the moment. Whoever
4: is playing knows the role that is expected of them, Mm. and they know what they should be doing, and the whole team knows that as well around them. So they're they're being given the best opportunity now, where last year that just wasn't the case at all. People coming in, playing here, there, and everywhere, where now, like I say, you're coming in, you know what is expected of you as a number nine in this formation. So it does well, that should make things easier.
2: Neil Rimmer said that quite early on during the first half or partway through the first half that everyone seemed to know what their jobs were, which mm-hmm. is positive because I assume he hasn't seen much much of us. Rick, um, Rick Stu has asked two questions. I'll ask the second part, Dave. Can we have a top six finish with few goals from our forwards? I guess yeah, if I everyone else is can. scoring.
3: Then... If everyone else is chipping in, yeah, crikey. you know, The way it's going, if Edwards chips in with 15 and Bishop chips in with 10 and... Yeah, you, know, you, you know the other Y players, Nolan scoring. Yeah, there's no reason why not. But yeah, just Joe said, just from a, I suppose, yeah, okay, centre forward, multifaceted centre forward. But yeah, you'd like to see him. Uh, you would like to see him bag a few, I think, just yep. for his confidence, confidence more than anything. Exactly. Well, right. I think in front of goal, and I think perhaps that chance yesterday summed it up. I think he was slightly. Gotta say, I did like the ref yesterday because I think with well, really a couple him. of stone wall. There was a couple. Huh. There was a couple of stone wallers. Some yellow the cards there should have been. Certainly yeah. one certainly one Dizelle's challenge was it I think or one challenge which he thinks nailed on penalty isn't it he just sort of waved it away so I thought he was pretty I thought he was really quite good but um yeah that's how yeah. we judging him
2: okay um the last kind of talking point that I had for you guys um, is Nsiala and Wilson. I've kind of put a "you shall not pass." Um, Oli Friston, um, what needs to happen for Wolfram and McGinnis to get a look in? A total howler for Toto Wilson, or will Lambert eventually want more ability on the ball at centre back? To me, it'd be really harsh to drop him at the moment, wouldn't it?
3: He's probably got a suspension in him somewhere along the line. I think to so. <laughs> Touchwood, he hasn't, but probably sorry, it's, it's probably waiting to happen, isn't it? But. Um, yeah, you wouldn't at this moment in time. They've both been outstanding. However, you know these teams have been very—I think—pretty certainly Blackpool were very direct yesterday. It's sort all of played into their hands, really. But I mean, the NCAA really has surprised me again yesterday. Um, gave away a howler. Yeah, I think it was first half. Yeah, and ball broke edge of the box. Who was back there to block it? It was him. You know, so covering up his own mistake. So he's having a really good season. Wilson sort of quietly efficient, really, isn't he? Just yeah. Gets, again, no frills. The in. Okay,
4: good. No. I, th- I think you could even make the same case about Chambers over Vincent Young at right back. I was going moment. to say well, the same, you know, Joe. Well, yeah,
2: absolutely. Well, I'll stick him I'll, at left, but stick Vincent Young at left back. He, he can play there. I know it's it's a bit patchy, but it's an. Well, option, I
3: mean, yeah. any uh, do, do we know anything about him? It's been a month quiet. or so,
2: I think it's A
3: month away. Apparently, all a month this or, or so, month, so, I think.
2: That's what Lambert said on. Uh, said on. Yeah, I think that's what Lambert said this week. Oh, We
3: said it this week. Oh, I didn't see that.
2: Month or so, though, and it's always the or so that is the bit you linger on, isn't it? But I, I can't see how you, at the moment, you drop Chambers because he's contributing in both both boxes, isn't he, as well?
3: Anyone so. moving back inside, so no. No.
2: no. Um, let's go on to the questions. Obviously, um, that victory puts um, Ipswich top of the league and we'll explain why in a round-up in a bit, but let's let's go to the questions. David Johnson, who immediately, well, uh, signs off his tweet by saying, no relation to either DJ1 or DJ2, I'm afraid. Oh. Um Joe, what did the team do different at Blackpool compared to MK Dons, when the when to, in David's opinion, I'll say, um the latter was arguably a stronger eleven. Best regards, David Johnson. Um,
4: I I didn't watch the MK Dons game because I was in a caravan with very limited signal. Okay, so um, in which case I, I, I can
2: I, reallocate if you yeah. wish. So yeah,
4: to... I listened to it on the radio, but it might be best somebody watch the game to say.
2: Well, MK Dons, I think they've got an, some amazing possession stats, Dave, but don't convert their chances.
3: Oh, they um, knocked it around we really well. But chances they, had, today. they had no cutting edge. They didn't really have a cutting edge up front. I think they had the guy, it was like Morris from, I think he's ex-Norwich, or on loan from Norwich maybe, I think he's ex-Norwich, and um, yeah, they just said no no real cutting edge. And even, you know, I, I think Elsie said this last Sunday, even when we went to 10 men, they didn't really, couple of half chances, but... Yeah, they didn't really just it's didn't like the really get beyond awesome, yeah. this. Yeah, didn't really I get beyond just,
4: this. At you see the um, stats and like Dean Lewinting and Richard Keogh and another player are like averaging over ninety passes oh, per yeah. game. Very their neat. Three, their free centre backs are just very neat and tidy Passable between them. Basically, at the moment, yeah, ninety-one percent <laughs> pass completion rate and things. So yeah, stats do lie, don't they? Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Um, so, I mean, do we want to give David DJ uh, an answer to that one? I, th- I think. Blackpool clearly I think it was I think there's a confidence issue there. They've had some really lousy results and I think as soon yeah. as the first goal went in you kind of felt that more could follow and it just did. We because we've talked about it, we were we were just ruthless, weren't we?
3: I think MK had more quality, certainly more quality on the ball, I think yeah. it's fair to say that. They kept definitely. the ball, I mean, didn't they? they I more, mean that yeah. was passing through us at, at times, yeah. you know, they really were. And um, again, Central Defense, NCR and Wilson had really good games again last week. Yeah, you know, they're passing through us at will. Um and, yeah, also thinking about it last week, I think the ward injury really disrupted us because poor old Kenlock came on and had a bit of a shocker, didn't That's he? That's true, but yeah. I've got to talk him up. I thought he did well yesterday, considering. Yeah, I think
2: we've got a question on him a sec. Okay. So hold that thought, Dave. I'll come back to you on that one. Um, yeah. Ruth uh, Y, Ruthie, Ruth Y. Um, Joe, can anyone explain the enigma of Emma Hughes? How can such a technically gifted player unhit passes and give them away so much? But is he the physical presence needed in an otherwise lightweight midfield? Edward's defensive support for Kennock was immense. I agree with that one. Um, your thoughts, Joe, on the group WhatsApp yesterday was that his under-hit passes and there was some, there was a bit of a kamikaze pass in the second half back to the defence is is a fitness thing. I just think he's just rusty,
4: isn't he? I, I, he just does not look back on it as yet, and I think it's going to take him a few a few games to get going. Really, and yeah, a lot of his passes were really were really poor, weren't they? They were sort of hutch, under-hit. They were to sometimes they were just little layoffs to no one and he really he really struggled with maybe the pace of the game in there because it was busy in that central midfield there was three of them three of us and it was and they were they were they were a decent pressing side they did get about us quite well and he just i don't know he, i I just think it must be to do with his fitness and the, the few games he's played because you look at jackson he came on and he's he struggled with a bit of passing and movement and the way the way we're trying to play as a team is real sort of pass and move, quick triangles, quick, quick balls forward. And if you're not, if you're not match fit, you're not playing, you d- you do struggle with that. And hopefully it's something that he'll, imp- Improve that over the coming weeks because we're going to need him.
3: Yeah. I think his strength, his strength was a key though. Some of those stages in the second half, you know, yes, he'd lost the ball and yes, passes went astray. But I remember a couple of three times in the second half where he held on the ball, he held onto the ball, and there was, was, you know, um, defend midfield players buzzing around, and he had the physicality to hold them off and yeah. you know, pick a pass and stuff. That's important, and I think, yeah, 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 he didn't have his greatest game, and yeah, I agree with Joe. I think it's perhaps just rustiness because we all know <laughs> what a cla- class player he is.
4: And if, if Downs is missing for a, a long period of time, he's probably the most similar in that role in that he can put a foot in in, in yeah, there and still. get on the ball and go both ways with it. So he's going to need to play an important role for us.
2: And he got he got 90 minutes in yesterday as well. And, yeah. And we've got a week, you know, so he, there's a bit of time to rest there as well. Um, he, he'll, we reckon he'll find his, his mojo again. Um, James Chidwick, day 4-1. So many injuries to the fit squads. Um, will be flying are we good enough to be the top top teams hull peterborough etc with the tactics work against the big clubs and to your point just before also well done to kenlock always doubted him glad he had a solid game but your thoughts about when we come up because well, we've got a run of fixtures now starting with Accrington next week against
3: Accrington. then we've got lincoln coming up teams around it. quickly Donny, i think coming up so yeah time yeah hard to say time will tell really um yeah, you like to think, you know, as, as it is a settled formation and the players get more and more used to playing in that formation. That, yeah, and it's, it, you know, it's great to see. I think we all said at the start of the season, you know, Dizelle, you know, Dizelle's now a, a regular in the side, you know, and, and certainly benefiting from it again yesterday. They were sort of again. You sort of see from different here from a different perspective on the Lancashire commentating again. Just sort of almost saying, "Yeah, you know, well, just, this kid just looks. He just loved the way he plays, sort of class player plays." All Rob was saying that you know plays with his head up and stuff like that, and and Bishop as well. You know, um, yeah, I don't think you'd underestimate that. You know, giving those two a run, of, you know, a run, you know. Having the opportunity for those to have runs in the team, is just gonna, you know, it's just gonna benefit us. And I think hopefully we'll all go well against those top six sides who we didn't beat at all last season.
2: Yeah, true. Yeah, we need to get an early win on the board against one of those, don't we? And Dizel, you're right. I just love watching Dizel. You know, even a simple pass out to the, out wide, he's like elegant, outside elegant outside of the boot and all that kind elegant. of stuff. You gotta love yeah. that.
4: It's yeah. just he he just gets it going, doesn't he? Where things
2: yeah. and he, he turns when, with the ball when as
4: they well. And they slow down. Even yeah. the. Even the fourth goal yesterday, it's sort of pl- playing about at the bat, then all of a sudden he just clips one to Chambers, which takes up their whole press. And Chambers has got the time to look up, see Edwards. And obviously, there was still a hell of a lot to do at that stage. But he gave him a chance to do that, where where it was before. It was just sort of slowed down. and he I don't know, He just moves the ball so much quicker than anyone else. One, one and two touch. And even just in general play, it just... It's just that touch, that extra half-second quicker that just knocks the other team's press off, doesn't it, and things like that.
2: Yeah, and he and he's sticks his boot in, maybe a little bit. Um, poorly judged at times, but he does get stuck in there from time to time, yeah, doesn't he? Does. He
3: does, yeah, he does, yeah. Let's joke, he can just see the pass, can't he? He sees it before he's got that... Magic eye. Yeah, that's, that's that's
2: yeah. Yeah. Um Mark, Mark ITFC Joe with um with Saturday Tuesday games coming thick and fast now through October. Can we maintain this run with the amount of injuries we have? Do McGavin and Dobra get looking soon, well we think Dobra might be off for a loan. What about McGavin? What about Liam Gibbs, I guess?
4: Yeah, I think one of those will need to be because you like I say, as good as it has been seeing Teddy Bishop play every game you can't play him Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for, he can't play five games in 14 days, which it sort of ends up as, or even, even potentially more than that. One, at one point, we've got three in a row, haven't we? So we are going to need to, especially certain roles need to be rotated a little bit. Most of them don't. The centre-halves don't. The goalkeeper, only a forward rotate goalkeepers. But, um, but like, because even Stephen Ward, he'd missed the Fulham game, he'd missed the Arsenal game where Chambers had played both of those. So you are probably going to need to one midweek game, maybe rest Ward. The following midweek game, maybe give Chambers a rest and just sort of just to try and keep things keep things going. But in that central midfield, especially, you're going to need bodies because they are heavy roles on the legs. The sort of the roles that Nolan and Bishop play, getting up and down that pitch. So yeah. it is going to be a case that we are going to need to use the sort of five that we've got there across those games and use them wisely
3: i mean they are fairly sparing with bishop though i mean i'm not sure how how, how long did he play for yesterday did he go uh, past the hour five,
4: wasn't he? yeah, yeah it wasn't so that, that might even
3: be the longest he's played isn't it? i'm sure he hasn't done a, he hasn't done a 90 has he i mean obviously last week it was like 50 ridiculous whatever it was what time he, last week but yeah so they are you know they are sort of I don't know treating him with kid gloves. I suppose you like to call it, but yeah, one some of the, at some point he's going to he has to play the full ninety, I guess. But as Joe said, yeah, he, he won't be up to playing five games in you know you know fourteen days or whatever. He just can't.
2: Um, Harry Butcher Edwards has been a different player this season compared to last. How many goals can he get this season? And does he stay at left wing, guys? Because we've been crying out for it since he joined from Peterborough, because that's apparently where he'd excelled for them. Um, I mean, he's top scorer, one of the three top scorers in League One. It's he's it he could be really important for us, couldn't he, Jay?
4: Yeah, I don't see any reason why he can't stay there, score fifteen, sixteen goals this season. And like Freddie Sears looks like he he probably the last two or three games he hasn't played as well as he perhaps looked like he was going to. He sort of had still has a decent partnership with Ward and doing okay. But I think seeing what Edwards did there sort of has blown him out of the water, really, with the. I don't know, Sears has maybe lost that yard of pace, which yeah. at 31 with the injury he suffered isn't, isn't any surprise. But I think if you're looking at seeing which players are cementing their place in the team, I think Gwion Edwards on the left wing is probably one of those. And that leaves the right side for Judge, Jack Lancaster, Keenan Bennett. one of those three. can play on that right-hand side there. And sort of Freddie might need to back up Edwards for
2: a bit. I liked the look of Keenan Bennett's when he came on. He cut in on his left foot and curled one just wide of the So I think there's a goal there's a goal threat there definitely yep. yeah um, uh, another one from Run Fight Ball Run but it, Andrew um, yeah I'd always struggle with that Twitter handle but Andrew we'll go with Andrew um, just because you mentioned mentioned him just now um, Dave thoughts on Judge's game thought he was a lot more disciplined and influenced the game more rather than running around like a okay, headless chicken trying to get the ball from everywhere Um, Think it helps having Chamber behind him, but he also put in a really good kind of 20 minute, 30 minute spell in central midfield as well. He dropped back into the the midfield three, didn't he, yesterday? Your thoughts on Judge because we've been been a little bit critical of his contribution, haven't we? No, I
3: think he was, I think, as we said, I think he was a lot more disciplined yesterday, held his position far better, Um, and you know, also when he moved inside again, he was putting his foot in. I think I even saw him win a couple of headers for Christ's sake. So, um yeah, he, uh, you know, I think he's always been much maligned because so much was, you know, so much was expected of him. You know, player coming with a big reputation, um, obviously had the awful, awful injury, which effectively put him out for, what, 18 months maybe. Um, but no, um, and again, and uh, you know, and more experience, you know, because relatively, you know, sitting in there with De still, OK, 21 years now, but still relatively inexperienced. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, really good to see him absolutely yeah, produced yesterday, I
2: thought, and um, I might end up end being a central midfielder if Nolan's out for a little bit longer, perhaps. Well, I, well, I think if um,
4: Bishop is the one that needs to be managed, and you need a midfielder who's going to be the furthest forward of the three and get get involved, suits then Judge him. is probably the probably the man that suits that role best.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. Joe, Adam, Fajani, when slash if Vincent Young comes back, we talked about this. Um, oh man, it's just like I've asked this question. Um, should he play at left back? Chambers too good to drop, especially if Ward out for a while. Um, what do we think about this one? Do we? Have, I mean, I think it's more if at the moment, isn't it? But Chambers too good to drop, isn't it? We've we've kind of already talked about this one, haven't we? But oh,
3: yeah. at the moment, yeah, just yeah. want to I hear it again. I
4: don't see how you can drop him at the moment. Yeah, I don't, I don't see Luke Chambers so as, well. a
3: champion, as a championship right back, but certainly League One more than comfortable. Which is what we're well, we for.
4: It's... I think we said over sort of over the pods recently that the ideal scenario for this season is Chambers is phased out of the team for Enciallo by the end of it because NCAA has earned the right to play. Young or Enciallo? Cham- well, I this is what back. we've been saying previously.
2: I sent back, back, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chambers,
4: Chambers starts the season, but probably Enciallo yeah. hopefully finishes it by earning the right to because he's seven years younger and does it well. Maybe Chambers is now right back and he. We see Vincent Young take over from him over the course of the season because leading into next season. But like I said, it shouldn't really be any surprise that Chambers is doing well at right-back in League One when he's played 800 games in the Football League and mm. played in a team that's got in the top six in the Championship at right-back. It shouldn't be a surprise that he can cope there at League One.
3: And he clearly, Joe, he looks after himself, doesn't he? he looks after yeah. himself, does the proper stuff, trains well. Yeah, you can
4: well, see I, I spoke to someone who said that when sort of the fitness tests are done. he's sort of in the top three or four in sort of every test at the club he is still mega fit he still wants to play on after credit. this season it's a
3: credit to himself isn't he yeah. he's it's credit. Like yeah.
4: five years old and he doesn't look it does he when you sort of see him play uh, you
3: know and a lot of people me included at centre-backs written you know written him off in the past but no Fair play, then absolutely, excellently well.
2: Yeah, and I love that evolution point as well, Joe. You know, I really like the idea of NC Isla plays through the season and has kind of got those ricks out of his game. Vincent Young gets fit. You know that's that's a really nice progressive evolution, which is the kind of stuff that we've. I remember Ben talking about it last season. We just didn't do, did we? I mean, it was was more we sold players and ended up having a void of a position. But you want those players coming through, don't you? Coming in. Well,
4: the the, the good teams have the replacements in for before the players leave, and I know.
2: Be that a retirement, Joe, or a transfer? Yeah, yeah,
4: Yeah. either way, yeah. But I know that's extremely difficult at the moment because at the end of this season, we've got. Nearly the whole team out of the contract, and we can't really do anything because of the salary cap at the moment. But ultimately, we've got a squad there where you should be able to say who is who has got the shirt, who is going to have the shirt in two years' time, and where you need to strengthen, really.
2: Yeah, yep. um, Dave, a uh, question from Dave Strang is Lambert the messiah again? <laughs> <laughs> Short and sweet, <laughs>
3: he certainly is at the moment. Yeah, it certainly is at the moment, isn't he? Um, well,
2: ask that question maybe in November.
3: Yeah, what... yeah. After these tricky few games coming up, and the rest of October. Let me ask you he's this do, one: He's then. doing uh, what he should have done last year.
2: Exactly right. We've, it feels like maybe we're contributing, even, even though you know all of the things we kind of said. Uh, yeah, he, he, it's probably avid, just worth check Exactly right. Chucking into the mix that we. I mean, we rearranged a fixture for the international breaks, and look what happens—we bloody win it rather than um, postponing it, and shoving it a Tuesday, and losing that in a few weeks' time. So, yeah, um, crazy. Um, I'll ask you this: it's just a hat trick of Dave's here, Dave Gort, um, Dave. I'll ask you this one as well: the most pleasing thing that was—we followed up last week's prior, sorry, poor showing with a much improved display this time out. It would have been very worrying if we put in two tepid performances yeah. in a row. Maybe shows the MK was the exception and therefore a point gained, and maybe there's some truth in that.
3: Well, ultimately, last twenty minutes, it was certainly a point game, wasn't it? Because it, okay, we said we said this a few minutes ago. They didn't really create, but it was sort of backs to the wall and very little possession. So we did, you know, we saw that out quite well. That's a game last season. I know it's a cliche, but we'd have lost that game last season. Particularly, you know, after post, I don't know post, but November, probably in December and January, we'd have lost that game. So we saw the game out, got a point, and yeah, just just kept positive so you know kept positivity going into going into yesterday
2: mm. um Mullet, um joe chambers goal was a beauty and he cupped his ear rather than put his fingers in them and um, was he asking for praise having earlier shown he was blocking out the criticism what can we interpret from such actions there's a lot of Twitter angst about this. When I saw this, on I thought the yesterday's one mm. by Chamber. Just to get your thoughts, was mocking the home end at Blackpool, who had been quite mercilessly taunting us and celebrating their last-minute win about eight months ago. But your thoughts on these celebrations, Joe? Because people are talking about it. I guess we have to as well.
4: I don't. I don't think there's really much to say on them, is there? I think. It's, I, I think it's say dead. something. <laughs> Banter amongst the players. Isn't it? I think they just probably. They probably see all the stuff that gets said about them and just have a little laugh amongst themselves. And when they score a goal, just do silly things like I don't know. All the players talk about, oh, you don't want to. They should be should be doing this to the fans. Well, Dobra scores on Tuesday night, or Wednesday night against Gillingham, really good goal. And he um, he runs away, shushing the fans. And it's well, what um, what what criticism well, has he had? None. Yeah. So. He, he does his shoes. I, I, I do think there's just an element of this plan behind closed doors that they see all the premiership players doing fingers in their ears, cut tears, silence, sort of fingers to their lips, and it means sweet FA. Generally. Yes. Like,
2: Dave, as long as we're yes. winning, they can. as long as the celebrations want. are family do friendly, do what they want. They want. We'll give it to us. That's what we on. say. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, Maybe worried less about that. I think is the message from at least this part of Blue Monday. I'm sure we don't speak for everyone, but um, <laughs> I honestly thought it was a bit of a piss take, and I I quite liked it myself. But
4: more more love, less hate. Is what I say.
2: Exactly yeah. right. Straight there from the are. captain's Instagram. That, um, guys, this um, uh, thank you for all the questions. There's a few that have repeated and a few kind of of similar themes. So if we didn't read yours out, um, it's no slight on the question. Just um, we're also running pretty much on time so I want to kind of get things back on track so um, so thank you for the questions it really just helped, um shape the conversation let's go to the round up very quickly just a few results I wanted to pick out specifically Friday night we found out that Hull City are maybe not as good as they're cracked up to be 4-1 defeat to Fleetwood is that I want to hear from Dave I haven't added one of these for a while Fleetwood great or Hull crap Dave
3: you know I thought long and hard about this I think Possibly a bit of both.
2: Yep, thank you. Um, so... This is the same.
4: Just, like I say, we've, we've had all this talk about how our the teams we beat at the start of the season were all rubbish. And that's why we had a good start. Rochdale beat Fleetwood. Fleetwood beat Harlem. Bristol Rovers drew it Bristol Rovers beat um, Lincoln. Lincoln yesterday. Yep. Wigan beat Doncaster. Wigan beating Portsmouth. I don't know. Like I say, maybe those teams we played at the start of the season weren't all that bad.
2: So you're telling me there's a chance we might beat one of them, Joe. Um, also interesting to hear. I mean, I've, I've kind of highlighted this one more for Oxford, but I'm t- totally in the streaky Carl Robinson camp here. Gillingham three, Oxford one. Gillingham up to fourth, gents. Um, which super is super, Steve Evans. Super, Steve Evans yeah. at it again. Also a team that you perhaps wouldn't expect to see in the top six. Accrington two. Rochdale won next weekend's opponents. Um, good win I don't. Know, I don't think they've beaten Rochdale in the league at home in 60 years or something. Um, so clearly of good Sounds like
3: us in Norwich. <laughs> it's been
2: 60 years. Can you imagine? <laughs> um, the result that put us top, um, as, as well as the whole defeat. Um, Lincoln won. Bristol Rovers 2. Who saw that one coming? Ackabuster, that one, wasn't it? Um Northampton 0 Peterborough 2, so Peterborough nicely up into the top six yeah. as well. Um elsewhere Crew three, Wigan Nil. Um Wigan have got six points on the board, but that's a bit of a confidence knocker. Um Plymouth two, Burton Nil, Plymouth just outside the top six. Pompey key, yeah, Kenny Jacket keeps his job for another week. Two one winners over MK Dons Um and also um an interesting result here, Swindon nil um a f c Wimbledon won so swindon's early season um wins that got them near the top of the league we're starting to see maybe them plateau off yeah a that,
3: little that guy, i saw the AFL that guy Piggott scored again is it have they like scored yeah. something like nine goals and he's had involvement in like he scored like six and had involvement in the other in two of the others or something the, ridiculous yeah, one man team yeah,
2: and I think a lot of other teams sunderland charlton had weekends off, i think. Yeah. Um, for the international break, so who remembers those, eh? Don't need them. Um, don't need them. Yeah. And that's it, guys. That is it. Next up, as I mentioned, Dacrenton Stanley. Who are they at Portman Road? Which means I don't have to pay for my I Follow next week. Hey. I get a code to fill out as well. Um, midweek um, live show that will happen at some point. I think Ben will be in the hot seat for that one. And next week, driving the pod from the host's chair will be yeah. Mikey Penty Smith. Um, guys, do you want to do any plugs, any Twitter bits and pieces, any um, other stuff you want to
3: mention? I was just going to do a quick shout for my mate and Joe knows him well, Pat Pat Lewis, who's hmm. um, has now become the executive or one of the executives of the Kevin Beatty Foundation.
2: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's great news. What does yeah, that? Do you know what uh, that's in,
3: involved in that? Yeah, it's, it's it's just it's charitable stuff. I've been really trying to support all charities, particularly um, motor Neuron, and I think MS, which I think his wife suffers suffers with, I believe. So particularly those two charities. And um and probably should give a mention also to was it Malcolm Thompson who completed his epic walk from Carlisle to Portman yeah. Road, I think, yesterday. Not
2: the greatest conditions for him the last few wow. weeks, has it? No,
3: me? not the bits and pieces I saw. I think he was met by um, Emma, I think Kevin beat his daughter, I think at Portman Road, which was a nice, which nice. was a nice touch. But um, yeah, probably. I mean, I, I, I'll speak a bit more to, um, to, to at some point. And, uh, Exclusive interview in, yeah. info. But, yeah, maybe so, maybe so. But yeah, no, he was um, he was pleased to do that because obviously a little bit, little, tiny bit younger than me, but grew up together. Was a ball boy at Portman Road through the late seventies and stuff like that. So um, yeah, very close to his heart as it, as it would be mine.
2: Knows this stuff. And Dave, we might have something. Beat related for people well, to yes, see in the next yes, few yes, weeks at yes, some yes. point. I know
3: you've been working on uh, on on a little montage um, based on my tribute that I did a few well a um, couple of years ago, obviously when the great man passed away. So um, yeah, I mean we spoke about that. Joe Joe might have some insight on this. Joe, is any news on the unveiling of the statue that we wouldn't necessarily know about?
4: I, th- I think it should already be done, really. I think it was planned to have been done around the start of this season. Yeah. As far as as far as I'm aware, it's all finished. All the planning is in with the council. Right. We know what's happening yeah. with it. But obviously, it's just been put on yeah. hold because of right. COVID. And if there's no fans this season, maybe it will be part of the promotion-winning celebration. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, epic. Sort of How
3: epic would that be? So, well, maybe really...
4: When we'd line the streets in a socially
2: distant <laughs> manner, <laughs>
4: two weeks apart, yeah. there on
3: the socially yeah. distant open-top
4: bus,
2: in our blue Monday face masks and all that, yeah, were well, Standing
4: yeah. in their own little square on the Cornhill,
2: exactly <laughs> right, <laughs> lovely stuff. Um, Joe, any, any any exciting things? Any uh, academy stuff happening this week? Or no, it's no. an
4: international break. It generally stops, uh, of I saw course. The, um, the under 16s beat Crystal Palace seven-one yesterday. That seems wow. like a very talented. Year group there under 16s, so there's a few players yeah. there scoring a lot of goals.
2: We've, and there's there's a couple of bits of content that I that will happen, and we don't know when we just want to tease. One is um, me and Joe are going to face off for our top five, is it? home and away kits. Now you've completed your collection, Joe.
3: Yeah, I heard this. You're going to do a sort of bit of a catwalk show, aren't you? Or something <laughs> is that right? Did I hear properly? You're going to sort of mince. You two are going to like this going to be a blue Monday catwalk, and you two are going to mince. Is that, blue is that steel. Right? It's Zoolander free. It be. is,
2: exactly right. <laughs> Blue lander yeah, free. Sorry, Joe, yep.
3: fair play, Joe. Didn't you complete your collection, did I see earlier?
2: Yeah, I've got every, every shirt
4: which has wow. been released back to 89. Well, basically, since I've been going, I've got every shirt now which has
3: been released. Things.
4: There's still three third shirts I haven't got, which I'm trying my best to get hold of, but not really wanting to open the, bank, the wallet wow, to that's... such an extent. I was thinking when you're
3: going through these shirts a few years back, I had a match worn, um, and I've got um, the black. Hang on, How can I describe it? The black Richard Wright Blackburn away cup tie shirt. Yes, um, with, oh, I've got the Richard Wright game. You know the the, the green, green and, and marine and Berg, one. Green uh, green yeah, Berg, yeah. You got. I, I assume you've got that one tucked oh, away somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I had a match worn. I say, I say match worn, a substitute shirt. Which I think was, I believe it was Neil Gregory's, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But anyway, but I haven't got it anymore, so oh, they're worth quite a lot of money I now. just thought though throws that one in. Yeah, I know. It's probably, <laughs> Triple yeah.
2: figures that one if it's got the badges <laughs> on it as well. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, had, never yeah. mind. But yeah, so we'll keep a lookout for that. And also, Football Manager's coming out mid-November, 21st of November, just, I think. So last year we did a bit of a chat with Joe about what you can expect for the Ipswich Town team. So we'll also do one of those, maybe as a as a live show. Um, in the weeks leading up to the release of that one. So two things to keep an eye on there. All the details about what we're doing this week and and the coming few weeks, at Blue Monday ITFC on Twitter, at Blue Monday Pods team on Instagram, and you can find us on Facebook as well, Blue Monday Podcast, I think it is on there. Um, Give us a follow. Um, Guys, that is it. Thank you so much for your time and your insight as always. Um, Who wants to have the final word to say goodbye?
3: Thanks, Rich. Superb upper talent.
2: It Please and follow the instructions given.
1: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in a participating restaurant.